Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to her, yeah. <laughs> hey, Amy. <laughs> Bonjour, Jacques. I've decided that I'm just going to say hi to you in a different um, language every single week. So we're going around the world. So, you know, who knows what's next? That was French, if you didn't know that. If listeners, you didn't know that. Also, bonjour listeners nice to speak to you again our more cultured listeners will get that that's french (laughs) (laughs) you have to be like really smart to know that though yeah this is uh, a highbrow podcast for sure (laughs) (laughs) for sure (laughs) eau de toilette omelette du fromage oh uh le chat le chat Noir. Did you, are you telling me you shat your pants? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I did too. <laughs> ah. Well, anyway, welcome to another episode of Ho oh Yeah Podcast. Welcome. So, how are you doing, Amy? How, uh, how are you doing this week? Um, I'm doing fantastic. And <laughs> do you want to know why? Uh, do tell. Because you're going to be here tomorrow. You're going to be in my life in person. I won't be looking at you through a screen. I will be touching your... (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) I will be touching your sweet, supple body. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Everyone listening, I'm sure, will sense once we're um, together and touching again. I know that we're all connected (laughs) in such a way that we can sense each other's uh, joy and pain. So yes, prepare that, prepare yourselves <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> if you start to get like a really warm, tingly feeling, just know that's me deep in you and Jackie as well. We're, we're DPing you. Mm-hmm. We're getting <laughs> emotionally, <Yes>. emotionally. <laughs> if you feel a little bloated and farty, that's probably us too. That's definitely us, for sure. Get ready for a great weekend. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, if you follow us on Instagram, you will be already aware that Jackie was here by, she's going to be here from Saturday through Tuesday. So we're going to be doing the Wes Archer interview together, which I'm super stoked about. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited. I'm also excited, and I'm also doing well. I even um, poured myself a nice little, like, mix not a mixed drink, but I kind of threw together a, some leftover wines and then added Sprite on top of it. And I have to say, it's really, really, really good. It's just, wow. I call it a backwash spritzer. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. a, little, a little Chardonnay, a little leftover Pinot Gris. <laughs> uh, you look disgusted, but let me let me finish. <laughs> a little uh, white Zin and I just dumped a bunch of Sprite on top of it. And it is so good. It sounds viscous. It's, <laughs> it, I don't it, call it what you want. 
It's good. I'm well, going to go ahead and I'll... call it the official drink of <laughs> Oh Yeah Podcast. <laughs> no, no. You know, well, what I would say is instead of Sprite, we got to we gotta pour a Miller Lite on top instead. <laughs> Just really go for it. <laughs> the mix of both of our worlds, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. uh, class, class, classy. Well, speaking of tasty things, uh, we had our first live watch party. Mm, what, yum. on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, it was Wednesday the 13th. Uh, we had some peeps in there. Thank you so much for everyone who joined us. It was a lot of fun. You know, it did, Jackie, you mentioned to me, you're like, God, that went by really fast. It really did. Even though it was like about 45 minutes in total, it still felt like it. Like we just breezed through it. But it was a lot of fun. And it was really fun to like actually talk in real time with people. Um, so it was just it's just exciting. And I, I hope that we can like, maybe do a longer one. You know, I know. Maybe I know. Do I, like two episodes. I don't know. I was settling in for us to just get comfy and just, I feel like by the time we got into our groove chat wise, the episode was already over. It was just so much fun seeing everyone's messages popping up and responding. And mm-hmm. it was just, it felt like a mini, mini slumber party. And it was so great. Um, yeah, I definitely. Would love for it to be longer, if possible. I wish there was a King of the Hill movie or something. Oh my god, that'd be awesome! Yeah, so we'll we'll have to figure something out because I I definitely would like for it to be a little bit longer. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Everybody, yeah, it was like a a nice slumber party. Most people were drinking and smoking various things, and it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was good. I was running around like a jackass for like. 30 minutes beforehand making sure everything was good and like trying to tiptoe very quietly (laughs) out so like my giant foot stomps don't pick up on the on the audio that we were running but otherwise it was a great time it was a lot of fun so thank you to everyone who joined us that was that was really awesome yeah that was so great our new best friends definitely so we look forward to the rest of the people who can join us and anybody else who gets on our patreon Get on our Patreon and get off. Nope, there's nothing there. Get off my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Get off by getting on our Mm. Patreon. Mm. Yeah, there it is. I just had to work through it. (laughs) That's the one. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, of course, at the start of every episode, we like to do shout outs. Mm-hmm. Amy, do you have any shout outs this week? I do. I have one um, from Facebook. It was a Facebook recommendation of our Facebook page. Uh, it's from Libby B. And they say, Escushame. But if you are a King of the Hill fan and you're not listening to this, you ain't right. I always get a little spike of glee whenever a new episode drops because it's kind of like watching the best show ever with some legitimately funny ladies who also deeply appreciate the subtleties that are K-O-T-H. Keep up the good work, ladies, and vaya con Dios. Aww! Oh my god, thank you so much, Libby. That was really sweet. And also they they wrote out vaya con Dios where it looks like vaya con Dios. so thank you so much love getting a facebook wreck that's very helpful i know that's super nice yeah thank you all right and i have um two reviews from itunes this week kind of 
two, one and a half. The first one is from Cowboy Lobo. And the subject says, packet sand. And it says, <laughs> easily my favorite podcast about my favorite cartoon. The ladies bring such natural comedic charm that makes you want to listen to them regardless of the subject matter. Their breakdown of each episode takes me right into my childhood. Do yourself do yourself a favor and subscribe. Thanks, Cowboy Aww. Lobo. Isn't that Thank nice? you. I'm so happy you said that you'll listen to us no matter what, because guess what? We're changing the podcast. We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. It's going to be King of the Hill forever. Yeah, that was a classic JK. And my <laughs> next review comes from Barop Bop. Barop Barop Bop. Okay. You know who that is? No. That's Mr. Strickland. God damn it, Amy. You're so good at knowing about <laughs> King of the Hill. No, 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 no. No, no. No, it's Mr. Strickland from Thank from the, the Strickland tattoo. The guy oh, who's God. the guy who sent us the the image of him and his wife with the Strickland tattoo because <gasps> I had to tag them and that's his Instagram name. Oh. Yes. Well, we can cut all of that out just so you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You can start right on over and I won't say a single fucking word until the end. I'll say it at the end. All right. So this review comes from Barat Bop, which I believe is our friend. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't you steal this from me. I'm the one who knows who it is. (laughs) Anyway, the subject says it's true. And the body says Bill is definitely Bobby's father. God damn it, Barapapapapop. <laughs> it is Mr. Strickland from the last episode we mentioned him because they, uh, he and his wife have the Strickland tattoos, the Strickland propane tattoos. And I know that that is him because it's the same name as his Instagram name. And also, I'm like obsessed with you, I guess. <laughs> I also know where you live and what you do for a living, so... <laughs> I want everyone to know that I'm a fucking creep. No, we're <laughs> creeps for the people that listen to us. Definitely. All right. Shout outs done. Dunzo. Commenced. Comm- commenced. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's let's get into the episode. I guess there is nothing left to do but to do it, huh? <laughs> do the damn thing. All right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Season one, episode twelve. Plastic white female. Air date, <laughs> May 11th, 1997. Joseph and Bobby are hawking loogies onto cars from an overpass. This is the opening scene. During mm-hmm. this activity, Joseph invites Bobby to an upcoming party he is throwing. Bobby initially thinks nothing of it until he finds out that it's a boy-girl party. <gasps> Upon hearing this... Bobby promptly swallows a massive luke that he had already <laughs> that he had ready to go in the chamber. Oh, Ugh. he's so freaked out at the idea of a boy girl party. He's like, just stop. <laughs> and then instead of spitting it out, he just swallows it. He's <laughs> I hate that part. I hate it so much. The thing is, is that I like 
like spit and loogies like that makes me so disgusted i worked for a pulmonologist which is like all lungs and loogies all the fucking time and like 80 year olds would just come in with a big jar full of their oh, oh god i'm gonna <laughs> okay hold on why would they do that would come in would come in with a jar of their loogies amy why so, would they do that? And I would, and every time I could, I had no chill. I'd be like, oh, oh my god, 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 oh my god. Oh my god. I'd be like, okay, just give it to me. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and then like running it to the doctor, like, this is so gross, take it, take it. Oh my god. <laughs> I know, it is one of the things that just make me, it makes me so sick to my stomach. And I have so many, oh god, I have another story for my recent job, but we'll save that for later. <sighs> it's absolutely horrific. It's about loogies? It's about, so, okay, so somebody was testing at my current job, and apparently they had a cold, and uh. instead of using the many Kleenexes we have, they sneezed into their shirt, and it was literally covered, covered, from their neck hole down to their titties, covered, covered in snot, and and it was, I, and she came up to me, and she was just like, oh, do you guys have a... <laughs> A paper towel and I was like <laughs> just straight up started like um I almost threw up on her I had thank god we had extra t-shirts I had to get her a t-shirt and I was like throw that one away I don't ever want to see it again and get out of my sight oh my god imagine what what you said she sneezed she sneezed or she must have just sneezed like you know like how sometimes you pull your thing your your shirt up to like not spread your sneeze everywhere right oh like she pulled God. up to sneeze but like released a demon from within her jesus christ imagine was... sneezing so hard you have to change your shirt <laughs> what the fuck it was it's one of my nightmares honestly like i'm already disgusted by that and then somebody just did it all over themselves and i had to look at it She's lucky I didn't also add throw up onto her shirt because that was God. That's like that's like on the level of when you see a little kid sneeze and they have one of those bungee like boogers that just fly. <laughs> 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 oh. oh God. Okay. okay, now that I'm officially very close to throwing up, let's continue. All right. <laughs> We're moving past it. We're moving past it. Yeah, okay. We gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go. Ooh, okay. Boy-girl party. Bobby is upset. <laughs> After this scene, we cut to Luann at beauty school, and she's in some kind of history theory class. The teacher calls on her to answer some crazy, complicated question, and Luann doesn't know the answer, or she gives some kind of half-assed answer. Um, it seems like mm -hmm. the teacher is just being an asshole to Luann and is purposely trying to embarrass her in front of the class. Ugh. I feel so bad for, again, I feel so bad for Luann in beauty school because she gets abused so hard and, mm -hmm. and it's, I feel like it kind of feeds, seeing her in beauty school kind of feeds into the idea that she's not smart, but she mm -hmm. is smart and she's, she's smart in other ways. I feel like it's one of those things where that quote of like, you can't judge a fish on its ability to fly or something like that. Right. Uh, right. If you judge it on that, then you're going to think it's dumb or something or incompetent right. but uh I don't know why she puts up with this crap I suspect it has something to do with low self-esteem and maybe thinking that she deserves to be treated like this but this teacher is so abusive to her and is such an asshole mm -hmm. to her and she's so bad at beauty school I know and like 
I know. I, I, it was the same for me. I was just like, man, leave her the fuck alone. Like, she keeps calling her out, like, Miss Platter. Do you know what it is? Miss Platter. And you have, oh, you know what's the hardest cut? The cut from first semester to second. Miss Platter. Platter. Like, just, just grilling her. And, you know, okay. And you know what, Jackie, you're right. I, I would always be like, oh, Luann's not smart. She's not smart. However, you know, we talk about her ability to fix cars. It, like, that's a, that's a serious skill. That's like, that is complicated. That is hard to learn that. And you're absolutely right. Like, you know, you can't say that she's dumb or she's not smart because she's bad at beauty school, you know? And also what the fuck kind of beauty school is this? Like, (laughs) like talking about like this crazy chemical, I don't know. I mean, any, and I'm done. I have nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not going to keep going. Anyway, I just, I, this part just, it's just, you know, another example of Luann doing poorly in one of her beauty classes and being embarrassed in front of her entire class. And it was just, it, I just get so frustrated because she's, mm-hmm. she could make such good money like working on cars. I don't know why she's wasting her time. But anyway, so she's, we see her in class. She's fucking up. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back to Bobby. The more Bobby thinks about this upcoming party at Joseph's house, the more aware he becomes of the girls around him at school, and he begins to realize how intimidated he feels by most of the girls he interacts with. Um, And he realizes how he lacks the courage and social skills needed to approach them. The more he becomes aware of how awkward he is, the more stressed out he becomes about going to Joseph's party. He eventually tells his father, Hank, that he's not going to attend the party. When Hank asks why, Bobby says it's because he doesn't like girls. Hank does not take this very well. The idea that his son might not be attracted to women appears to cause him some stress. However, Mm. Peggy, who has no desire to see her baby boy grow up, is perfectly happy for Bobby to not go to this boy-girl party. She even offers him a juice box. (laughs) (laughs) Later, Luann brings home a beautician school practice head, uh, kind of like one of those mannequin heads with the hair coming out of it, that she will need Mm -hmm. for her final exam. Um, She's very stressed out about this mannequin head. She's very protective of it because she's just stressed out about fucking up in beauty school. Mm -hmm. The second Bobby sees this mannequin head, this milky eyed, Mm -hmm. no expressionless mannequin head, he's instantly drawn to it. And he stares at it with rapt wonder. Saxophone music even starts playing as he's staring at it. (laughs) He's becoming a man before our very eyes. Oh. (laughs) Late that night, he sneaks out of the house and uh, walks around to Luann's window, where he again stares with enchantment at the beautiful plastic head. He's being a real creepazoid about this mannequin head. Really, really creepy. (laughs) (laughs) When Hank, Peggy, and Luann leave the house the next day, Bobby retrieves the head from Luann's room. He uses the mannequin head to practice asking it if it would like to dance and, you know, eventually practice kissing it. And there's there's this montage scene where that Beach Boys song wouldn't it be nice if we could we were over then we wouldn't have to wait so long yep, that's <laughs> playing and we just see all these different scenes of Bobby interacting with this mannequin head they're going on excellent dates yeah, really good date he's like bringing the 
mannequin head flowers, uh, pushing her yeah. chair in at the table, pushing her on a swing, her, it. <laughs> we see him and the mannequin head lying in the grass, pointing at clouds, and uh, he mm-hmm. even... <laughs> In one scene, he even pulls a quarter from its ear. I know. I love that scene because <laughs> I'm such a loser because I was like, this is kind of sweet. <laughs> I was like, he's treating her so well. I know. Uh, he is. He's really. I'm so lonely, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, everyone should be treated as well as that mannequin head. Absolutely. I know. Mm-hmm. I want to lay in the grass and look at clouds and be brought a grape soda. Oh my God. Pushed on a Come swing. On. Yes. Please. Please. <sighs> I'm so single and alone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get you a mannequin head. <laughs> I want one that has no pupils. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mannequin head with a dildo coming out of the bottom <laughs> out of the mouth <laughs> <laughs> well there you go somebody make that happen thank you with a suction cup on the bottom of the neck so you know hands free <laughs> <sighs> well bobby practices with this mannequin head for so long that he starts to become more comfortable with the idea of going to Joseph's party and being around mm-hmm. girls. He lets his parents know that he will be attending Joseph's party after all, and Hank appears relieved. Later on, Bobby's in his room. He heard from Joseph that there was going to be spin the bottle at the party, so he's practicing playing spin the bottle in his room with the mannequin head, and he's using a bottle of ketchup or depending on where you live, a bottle of cack chop. (laughs) (laughs) Goop soup. (laughs) Cook chuck. I don't know if that was one, but. Cook. Cook Cook fuck. (laughs) A bottle of cook fuck. (laughs) Bobby spins the bottle and it lands on the mannequin head. He leans in and plants a big wet one on it. At this moment, Peggy returns home from the grocery store, and she calls for Bobby to help her with the groceries, but he doesn't hear her. She heads to his room, and she opens the door, and that's when she catches Bobby making out with this mannequin head, and she shrieks in horror. Oh, God, it's what an embarrassing thing to be caught doing. I know, surely traumatizing him and ensuring that he will only be able to have a relationship with inanimate objects inanimate objects I know and you know it's funny because just earlier I was like god it was so sweet when he was like you know courting this mannequin head he was doing such a good job and then once it got to that scene I was like ew I'm so uncomfortable I know and he's wearing like a a smoking jacket and it's I don't know like a Hugh Hefner vibe and and that and that face he makes when it when he get like the bottle lands on the mannequin like that one eyebrow yeah. arched and he's just like get over here baby it's like, <laughs> oh god although the idea mm. of him kissing it it, uh, it i'm not that put off by it. it it seems cute if he was fucking it that would be <laughs> really upsetting uh or sitting on it even i don't know but <laughs> 
just grinding yeah. on it. Ew, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Peggy can't unsee this. She's horrified. She tells Hank yes. about Bobby kissing the mannequin head, and he confronts Bobby. But Bobby explains that he was just using the head for practice in preparation for Joseph's party. Convinced that his son is using the head as a crutch, Hank locks it in his liquor cabinet in the kitchen. Later that night, Bobby sneaks into the kitchen to retrieve the head until he accidentally knocks down the silverware drawer. He, like, steps on it weird and it just, like, all comes pouring out and it makes a huge loud noise. Of Mm -hmm. course, it wakes up Hank. Hank comes out of his room and catches Bobby with the head. This sends Hank into a rage. He snatches the mannequin head away from Bobby and heads into the garage. By this point, Peggy and Luann are also awakened from all the commotion. They head to the garage just in time to see Hank sawing Luann's mannequin head in half using one of those table Mm -hmm. saw things. Mm -hmm. Luann screams bloody murder. Peggy pleads with Hank to stop, but to no avail. Hank destroys the head and basically sabotages Luann's beauty final in the process. Yes. And, oh, it was so, she's just like, oh, I'm Hank! <laughs> and he's just not hearing anything. He's just so incensed that he's just hell bent on destroying this poor mannequin head that didn't consent to any of this. I know. It's only until, like, after he does it. He really does seem to be in such a blind rage, and only afterwards does he kind of his face he has this weird smirk on his face like he's almost embarrassed like he's come to his senses only after he destroyed it but I feel like if you're trying to ensure that your child is going to have some weird relationship with sex and sexualized objects around them I feel like this is the way to do it to just burst in on them have their mother burst in and be horrified and then to have their father in front of their entire family destroy publicly destroy this thing that they were Mm -hmm. I mean he is just a boy and he was just practicing and you know practicing kissing Mm -hmm. it's like all very natural and to have all done it to some extent Uh, to have this thing be destroyed in front of everyone it, it I I'd be surprised if Bobby... It's extremely... I'm so I'd, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'd be surprised if Bobby didn't just become one of those people that, you know, falls in love with, like, bridges or something and marries them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's such a shaming thing. Like, especially, like, sexual shaming. Like, that is, like, so mm-hmm. hard. And especially when you're, like, you're, you're coming to that age where you don't know what's... You, clearly you're terrified of everything. Like you don't, you don't know what you're feeling. You're kind of like losing your mind all the time and you're uncomfortable in your own body. And then to have like people shame you for natural things that people do, you know, especially around that age. Like if he was really young, okay, that'd be one thing, be a little bit weird, but it's like to be shamed like that, like that's going to fuck you up for a, for a long time. It's going to shape how you view sexuality and your own sexuality. It's so hard to make sense of like what you're feeling and what's going on with your body. There are new things happening to you and your body almost every day. And of course your first thought is like, I'm the only one this is happening to, and I'm not normal. And then to have your family yes. just say, like, this is not normal, you know? That's like, how could that not affect you? Yes. 
to confirm all mm-hmm. of your fears and shame and embarrassment and be like, you're right, this isn't yep. normal. <laughs> it's like they want to create another bill. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, don't get people started on that. I'm not saying I believe it, but I mean, when you're now that my eyes are open to it, it's like, my God. Okay. (laughs) Even if he's not Bill's son, it's like, this is how you would create a bill, I would think. I don't know. Absolutely. (sighs) So uh, Luann's mannequin head has been destroyed, left with little choice. Luann has to use Hank in place of the mannequin head for her final exam at the Beauty Academy. Her instructor, whose name is Miss Kremser, examines Hank's haircut and, of course, is just not satisfied with it and gives Luann a big old F. Uh, Luann fails. Luann is devastated Mm -hmm. by the grade. Hank, feeling bad for Luann and knowing that it's his fault for ruining her plastic head in the first place, compliments Mm -hmm. the haircut and just really tries to reassure Luann that... She did a great job, and he even says, this is my all-time favorite haircut. After overhearing Hank's glowing comments, Miss Kremser apologizes to Luann. She's very moved by this. She apologizes for being so hard on Luann and ends up giving her a passing grade. She doesn't even say you get, like, a C or a B. She just says, you pass. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> everyone cheers for Luann, and it's it ends up being a really sweet moment. Then we cut back mm-hmm. to Bobby. He's getting ready to go to the party. On his way, he runs into Connie, who is not allowed to go to the boy-girl party, of course. Her dad said no. Mm-hmm. But Bobby kind of talks to Connie about how he's been trying to prepare for the party, and he's been trying to practice, and Connie even says something like, oh yeah, I've been practicing kissing on the back of my hand. And he's just like, oh my God, that's so smart. Why didn't I do that? (laughs) Um, And they kind of talk about how stressed out they are about the idea of having their first kiss. And I think, is it Connie who says like, well, why don't we just practice on each other? It's just practice. And so they end up sharing their first kiss. First kiss, I I assume for each of them, but also their first kiss with Mm -hmm. each other. And Mm -hmm. then Connie, I guess, heads home and Bobby heads off to the party feeling much more confident and less stressed out. All the kids are playing spin the bottle in Joseph's den or wherever he is in the house. It's so awkward. There's no music. Everybody's silently watching this bottle And everyone was clearly dressed by their parents. Like they're wearing sweater vests. Bobby has a bolo tie on. (laughs) I know. I love Bobby's outfit. It's so cute with the shorts. Like the fancy shorts. (laughs) And I love a bolo tie. I know. It's like a little tiny uh, steer skull. Mm. It's cute. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I love them. And so they're playing spin the bottle. It's Bobby's turn to spin right at this moment. Dale and Nancy come in just to check on the kids. Bobby spins the bottle. It lands on Nancy. He looks up at Nancy while she's talking to Dale, grits his teeth and makes a lunge for Nancy. And the episode ends <laughs> seconds before we see Bobby assault Nancy. I know. He just assaulted yep. her. <laughs> and that is the episode. Well done, Jackie. Thank you. I'm sorry for my many, many interruptions, but I have no, a lot to say. I, I like when you say. interrupt because when I talk for too long, I, I start to get kind of hypnotized by the sound of my own voice and I start to fall asleep. 
<laughs> I'm sure everyone else does too. Yeah, yeah, they're all just falling yeah. asleep at the wheel. <laughs> Check your mirrors now. <laughs> oh, no, I love that um that scene where Bobby and Connie kiss each other. It's like their first official kiss. Do you remember your first kiss? I do with tongues. Well, okay. So no, without tongues and then with tongues. Oh yeah. Yes. Do you remember your first one? Without tongues, it was in preschool and this boy built a Mm -hmm. fort and he, well, now that I think about it, it was kind of creepy. He was like, Oh, come over here and look at this fort (laughs) I built. And I was like, okay, fine. And I walk inside of it. And then he like kind of tried to kiss me and at first I was like no thank you and then he kissed me anyway and then I was like all right well let's do this and then we kissed (laughs) all right and then we kissed and that was uh my first one without tongues and my first one with tongues was at my eighth grade dance and it was to Edwin Lopez he was just like this hot Puerto Rican boy I, I swear to God, Ooh. he dressed just like Leonardo DiCaprio in Romeo and Juliet. Just like a Hawaiian <gasps> shirt with like that white tank top underneath. And we were uh, dancing at the dance and he kissed me. And I swear to God, I almost fainted. He kissed me and just walked away. And I was just standing <laughs> in the middle of the dance. And I almost fainted. It was, oh, it was good. Oh, <laughs> what so about cute. you? Oh, my God. Um, I, I can't remember my first no tongue kiss. I know I was young. I know I was definitely in elementary school and I think it was with one of the neighbor boys. Like, I'm just going to start calling their names out. It was either Kevin or Bobby or Bobby, Mm -hmm. which is hilarious, but there was a kid named Bobby in our neighborhood, but I can't really remember fully. I think it was just like, whatever, like, you know, like we're like eight, like let's kiss big deal. (laughs) Not knowing what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, I think I was like in third grade. And I think I kissed, we we kissed or whatever. And that was it. And then my first one with tongues was in sixth grade. And it was with Channing. Channing Manning. (laughs) (laughs) It was a Channing. And we were like playing spin the bottle. Or we were playing like a truth or dare game. And they were like, I dare you guys to kiss with tongues. And I, I, listen. I was so not cool. I was not expecting there to be a tongue, and I straight up gagged. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys can tell from this episode, but I have a weak stomach, apparently. (laughs) I wasn't expecting it. So, yeah, I remember that being like, ew, tongues make me throw up. He, like, legit jammed it into my fucking mouth. And I was just like, (laughs) precursor to my adult life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So that, those are the, those are the only stories I have for, like, kissing. Because then that led into a long period of not kissing anyone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah, my my way of uh, flirting, I guess, my whole life has been like, if I like the person, I'm going to make a point to not ever talk to them. Oh, so. for sure. Like, yeah. don't even look at them. <laughs> yeah, you, I was telling Jackie today, um, I, so speaking of like not looking at people you like, there was, there's, I don't know if you guys have ever seen 
but a couple years ago there was a hurricane, Hurricane Ivan, and um, there was like this huge national thing with like the Gainesville hot cop or whatever. Like there was this guy, this cop who posted a picture of himself and it, it like blew up all over social media because he was really attractive. And I was like, ew, he's a fucking cop. Like who cares? And, <laughs> and you know, he like, Oh yeah, sure. He's fine. I ran into him today at the gas station. And I was just like, Oh, holy shit. He is hot. I actually can't look at him yeah. in the face. <laughs> like that's that kind of level of like, if you think somebody's attractive where you're just like, I can't actually look at you directly. I'm going to look to the side of you. So you don't, know that I just can't actually look at your face because it's too much for me yeah, to handle. I'll like I'll make a point to be borderline disgusted by anything you do. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know why that's the instinct, but yeah. Fear. Just I will protect myself at all yeah. costs. <laughs> <laughs> From this raging love I feel yeah. inside. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I can't wait till we get to the episode where we talk about our first sexual experiences. Oh, God. I don't know when that will be. God, I can't even remember what... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we can talk about them now. I mean, like, I don't want to go into detail. And, you know, to my siblings, if you're listening, you can skip ahead, you know, hit that 30-second <laughs> forward button a couple times. But uh, basically, I just... Your story about your first kiss kind of reminded me of my first time. Not that I gagged, but <laughs> I just remember there being a lot of surprises. And I remember just thinking, like, I wasn't even thinking about what was happening. Instead, I was just like, well, check this off the list, like, of life experiences. I'm getting this out of the way. How exciting for me. And then I, like, I just remember like thinking I wonder what the orgasm's gonna start and I just <laughs> just lying there and waiting and of course it was all of like I don't know three seconds and then yeah, right. nothing happened like, and oh, I so never really for a while just thought like I I must be doing it wrong because oh <laughs> yeah I actually don't want to talk about my first time because I'm pretty sure he listens to this. Oh. <laughs> and I don't like him. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm not totally comfortable, but. Uh... We can cut no, all of that I pretended, I pretended I wasn't a virgin. And it became quickly apparent that I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did the so, same thing, too. I don't know why that was such a thing, but I felt so I embarrassed that I was a virgin. I know. And totally lied about it. Yeah, oh, me too. And I was just like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> this is great. I'm doing really good at this, I swear. I don't know what. I know. Oh, I'm literally no. just like lying there, like not moving anything. <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, I'm experienced. But I found out later that he also lied about not being a virgin. So it was just like two, I don't know, just plain pieces of paper throwing themselves at each other. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can't think of anything more bland than a white sh blank sheet of paper. And it was <laughs> On top of another blank <laughs> sheet of paper. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, you can keep in that part about me saying that 
I don't want to talk about it because I'm pretty sure he listens to it and I don't like him. <laughs> I can like, I do want I want him to hear that. <laughs> I can bleep out his name if you want. That'd be actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta figure out how to do that. But yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll I don't know how to get an actual beep noise, so I'll just record myself going beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd actually be really funny. <sighs> All right. So yeah, I, so I'm not totally I'm not totally willing to talk about it, except that it was awkward and very clear that I was a virgin and I was <laughs> trying to act like I wasn't. So <laughs> I was like, "What do I do? I poke, 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 poke. This is good, right? I poke your dick. I know, right? So, it's weird just when slap you it around. Don't know what you're doing. Just a weird mix of trying to copy what you've picked up in porn, and then Ugh. also like that combined with also just doing nothing." And being so insecure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will keep all my clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this before. For sure. You can just gloves push my underwear to the side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gloves, socks, a hat, everything. Like, yeah. just fully, fully covered. <laughs> I just want to be protected. That's all. I just want to make sure I don't get pregnant. I'm just cold. <laughs> it's like Florida in the middle of summer. I'm just cold. That's exactly when it was, actually. <laughs> so, Amy, any favorite mm. quotes or moments from this episode? Oh, God, so many. Um, I do want to say, though, I really enjoy that, like, this episode because I've always said that I think Bobby is, like, the best, the best of the men and dealing with women like he has the best lady skills if you will if I may say so he does yeah I've always thought that and this is like showing the beginnings of mm. that like like I said even with the mannequin I was like oh you know he's he's doing a good job he's actually doing a good job and I think it just goes on to show like he ends up being like this kind of suave guy like he's not like the most charming guy but he like knows what he's doing he knows how to talk to women and girls and like you know be sensitive and everything so I love seeing this beginnings of him being uncomfortable and then turning into like you know kind of a like very emotionally intelligent young boy young man I thought that too because he really does pull it together and he just mm -hmm. becomes pretty suave oh for sure I mean he fucks up every once in a while but like what guy doesn't so I know you know <laughs> for a teenager yeah suave. a 13 year old yeah mm -hmm. he's he's doing great so I do love that. And yes, I mean, I have, I have tons of things that I love from this episode, but what about you? Like, is there anything that you really loved? I have a couple uh, quotes and moments that I made note of. One that I love that is just such a funny, quick joke they just threw in there was uh, Hank coming into the house. Uh, he just got the mail and he's shuffling through the mail and he's just saying, bills, bills, bills. Why do we keep getting Bill's mail? That made me laugh really hard. I love that part. I know that is a really good one. Oh, God. Um, and, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go. No. Well, another kind of more filled out moment was when Dale is outside talking to Hank about Joseph's boy girl party at his house. And he's telling Hank, you know, don't worry, I got it all under control. There's not going to be any hanky-panky at my house. 
hey, John Redcorn. And he like looks over his shoulder and John Redcorn pulls up in his Jeep right at that moment to pick up Nancy. <laughs> and I love that moment because you just see John Redcorn look over his shoulder and like smile big and give a big wave to Dale and to all the guys in the alley. And I just love, I love that because anyone else in any other situation would, you know, you're sleeping with this person's wife. Everyone in the neighborhood knows it. You would, anyone else would just be a little bit more discreet, maybe park around the corner, call the house and just say, Nancy, meet me around the corner at this time. I'm on my way. Uh, But it's just so out in the open. And it's so brazen. Yeah, it's just become so normalized by this point. Uh, mm-hmm. That I just love the relationship they all have together, even if Dale is or isn't aware of what's happening. You know, we I know we still want to talk more about that, but it really, in a lot of ways, it really does seem to just, they make such a great trio, even though one of them may not be totally consenting to being in a trio. I kind of love it. Being in a, a thruple. thruple. They would be an amazing thruple. I know. <laughs> they really would i know i love that part and then i like that um at the end of it dale even goes on to say something about how joseph is becoming a real lady killer and he says i reckon he gets that from his old man and everyone looks uncomfortable because it's true because it is absolutely true it's just not you dale i'm so sorry (laughs) um yeah, I know. I love that scene. I, you know, of course, any Dale scene is always good. Um, but there's this one that I don't know. It made me like laugh because I've seen these episodes so many times that I don't really laugh out loud anymore, but I still laugh in my head, mm-hmm. you know. But there was this one scene where when Hank and Peggy go to talk to Bobby about what Peggy saw, you know, like Hank's like, hey, he's like, hey, we're coming down the hallway. <laughs> we're going to knock on your door. You know, so he's and he like... <laughs> like he's bobby's like okay and so he like hank knocks on the door he takes like five seconds to open it he opens it it up and peggy's completely completely turned away from the door you just see the back of her because she can't even stand to look in there if it's actually happening and that made me laugh so i know she doesn't even peek over her shoulder once hank (laughs) you know, clearly knows that everything's fine and Bobby's not doing anything weird. Coast is yeah. clear. Uh, I love, I do love that part. I know. I know that part made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I also, another part I love is when Luann is practicing cutting hair with Bill on the army base. Yeah. I just thought that was so sweet. I know. And, and, you know, it's like a, it's like a little, there's a, you know, several series or seasons from this. There's the hotties episode where Bill helps Luann get her cosmetology license again and like helps her by teaching her how to cut hair, make sure that she does it. And then they have to share the, which one of my favorite episodes, such a good one. Um, but I love that because you kind of just see, you know, he, he did it once and then he does it again. He helps her out again. I know. So nice. I love I love the quote, <laughs> the little scene in quote. It's so where it's in the beginning where Bobby's kind of like freaking out about the boy girl party. Mm-hmm. And Hank's just like, oh, you know, it'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. And Luann's in there. She's like, oh, it's so wonderful. You guys can touch. And he's just like, and Bobby's like, but what if I get felt up? And Luann <laughs> just goes, oh, you just need some practice. <laughs> Luann! <laughs> I know. 
Peggy looks pissed. She's just like, oh my god, what are you doing? I know, and Luann's like, you can touch, like, real sexy, like, Luann, come on! <laughs> he is only 12. <laughs> I know, talk about not reading a room. I know, <laughs> right? Um, and I love the scenes where, you know, like, he, you were saying, he, he realizes, like, he's, oh my god, these women are, these girls are super intimidating, I'm terrified. They're all, like, three feet taller than him mm-hmm. and it turns into like that terrifying scene where they're like attacking him and one of them has three boobs that are just like twisting around in circles I know. <laughs> they like at, at a certain point they have like it looks like they have tribal makeup on their faces mm-hmm. and they just become these like almost mythological like she creature monsters or something (laughs) that are just so other than anything bobby can know and understand and he's they have sharp nails and rotating tri boobs and (laughs) (laughs) they're just chasing him and he's so he's so small and scared i know but it's funny because i remember like when i was in middle school i was taller than most of the guys like I was five foot eight you know yeah, by seventh same. grade yeah so I was just like towering over them and I'm like god I I f- remember being so much taller than all the guys you know because I don't know why you know girls tend to shoot up quicker I don't know yeah but I was definitely I mean I'm tall anyway but just to like I was like god I feel like I'm a giant like I'm just so much bigger than all of them I felt like one of those she creatures with the tri-rotating boob (laughs) way taller like no boobs tons of acne I would do this thing where I would just I had long hair and I would just brush it so it basically covered my face I couldn't stand (laughs) anyone looking at me and middle school is so weird and terrifying you always hear some weird story about somebody getting fingered or, or putting somebody... a frozen hot dog in their vagina everybody has a story about that like Everyone. how many people are actually doing that oh my god yeah <laughs> everything is just terrifying oh god middle school middle school is the worst I think we can all agree absolutely oh. I mean I wore jackets a hundred percent of the time I in, I lived in Florida and I was completely covered head to toe the yeah. whole time because I just couldn't stand the thought of any part of my body being shown. Yeah, same. I would always wore pants even in the dead of summer, and I was yep. It just it'd be so hot, so hot, God. and nope, I cannot let my legs show because I am a disgusting creature and no. I'm ashamed of my body. Yes, God, God. <laughs> so so sad. Such oh. an awful time. We should just like. Let everybody just skip those years. Let's let me get a time machine and everybody can go from like being 10 to 14. And then I know. that's it. <laughs> it really does build a lot of character. But man, if if you're going to like show compassion to, to anyone, you really got to throw some at middle schoolers. They are definitely, even if they look fine, they're struggling. Oh, absolutely. I know where I work, we have all different range of like ages for kids that come in. And I'm always just so like, we get the, the, the 12 to 13, 14 year olds. And I'm always just, and they're always so mean and shitty to me. And I'm just like, I love you. I understand. I I was so mean and shitty to everybody else too, because I hated myself. I get it. Yep. (laughs) I totally understand. I'm not, I'm not offended by this at all. (laughs) I know you really can't take it personally. It's just, that's, that's, the response they would give anyone else it's just because 
they're so miserable and unhappy. And they don't even they don't even know how miserable they are. I know. <laughs> God. Well, can you imagine being uh, like in middle school, but also famous? What a nightmare! What an absolute nightmare! If anyone looked in my direction, I mean, I was so quiet. I was basically invisible, but God forbid somebody looked in my general direction, just maybe at something behind me. I was, it ruined my day. I can't imagine if I was famous and everyone was just like talking about your boobs or, you know, is she a virgin or isn't she, you know, like those horrible things that like happened to like Britney Spears and all of them, like Christina Aguilera, everybody, they all went through like this horrible, like, you know, like, are they virgins or did they get their boobs done or did they get their nose done? Give yeah. Give a fuck about any of that. Who cares? And then, like, some of them did grow boobs and it was like the world was just like shame on you. I know, right? Like, how God. do you how do you ever make like how do you not just completely disconnect with the world around you and lose your mind? Why and no that's why nobody should be surprised about 2007 for Britney Spears. Nope. That was the most relatable and understandable thing she could have possibly have gone through. I know. I'm sad that it happened, but goddamn, she like she deserved that breakdown. And she was <laughs> never the same since. I know. Oh god. God love her though. I know. <laughs> we have gone on so many tangents. <laughs> I do not envy you having to edit this. Holy shit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, hey, this is clearly a very triggering topic, you know, coming of age growing up is so hard, you know, how could you not <laughs> clearly we're all just you and i are just like laying out our traumas yeah let him fuck that mannequin head let him (laughs) who are we to judge it's natural it is natural (laughs) holy shit okay at least he's not putting a frozen hot dog in his pussy <laughs> oh. Did you ever do that? <laughs> of course, of course I have. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> I feel like that's like one of those urban legends that started only for me. I I used a frozen hamburger. I just didn't know. <laughs> it, it, it defrosted so fast. It crumbled up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, that's like one of those urban legends that started in the 70s and like everybody, (laughs) one unfortunate girl in every middle school was the target of that. Like whether they did or didn't, like somebody was just like, did you hear so-and-so stuck a frozen hot dog up their pussy? (laughs) And everyone's like, I knew it. I knew they would. They would totally do that. (laughs) And then it always gets followed up with like, yeah, and then she like, you know, fed it to this other girl that didn't even know <laughs> jesus christ i never heard that one <laughs> you didn't hear that i feel like i had one of those in middle school no it was always she had to go to the hospital because what because <laughs> we didn't know what anatomy like the anatomy of a vagina before so like we assumed it just got sucked up into the black hole of nothingness of, i know of vaginas like, <laughs> i feel like okay i feel like i had a similar <laughs> I'm not going on a tangent. I, I'm, this is going to be short. I'm not going on a tangent. We're going back to King of the Hill. But I feel okay, like okay. the story I heard in my middle school was that somebody 
I don't know. It was some crazy story where somebody stuck a hamburger up their butt and then fed it to like some goth girl. And I remember being traumatized by that story. Like, <laughs> what? How could this happen? This is horrible. What is wrong with people? And like looking back, it, it was very clearly you know, not a real thing that happened, but everyone, of course, was just like so eager to talk about it and spread this rumor. Ugh. Oh God! Just we should just abolish middle schools. Get rid of them. Everyone, just get send, rid of them. Send us your hamburger and hot dog middle school stories. <laughs> Curious. They, I mean, they just are going to clamor to send us. Send us that info. <laughs> cannot wait they've had that in the chamber for fucking 17 years yeah. <laughs> how, how is this the most relatable thing <laughs> no everybody heard it everybody heard it oh okay so back to king of the hill back to king of the hill uh do you have any more favorite quotes or moments oh let's see of course you know that line where when bobby is like he's confident he's feeling himself he's like i'm fucking ready to get I'm ready to get like these ladies on the Bobby train and he's he's walking down the school hallway and he's like, hey, girl, what's up? Hey, you too. Hey, what's up, sweetie? And he and uh, Joseph's like, damn, when did you get so mm-hmm. smooth? And he was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yo, Sharice, you stone cold fox. Yeah. What up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, Bobby. I know I love that it. mannequin had really worked wonders. <laughs> yeah. You know, again. And oh, of course, you know, it, it mm-hmm. was his crutch. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It was just a stepping stone into the next chapter of his life into the next level of being able to use those skills on an actual person also there is a scene where we see ladybird um tied up outside overnight and how fucking dare they that was the first i've ever seen that where she actually has a bed outside and she stays outside at night why why what a weird choice absolutely not you bring her the fuck back in immediately thank you that didn't seem Thank you. in line with, you know, what Hank would do. Oh, yeah, for sure. So those are some of the really good ones that I love. Um, One more. It's uh, Luann where she was just like, Bobby's like, okay, so <laughs> I can't remember like word for word what he says, but he's like a manicurist traveling on a train at 7 p.m. at 35 miles per hour. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, not another manicure <laughs> question. She's just like, <laughs> and she goes, Beauty is an art. It's not something you can learn in school like gym or study <laughs> hall. <laughs> oh, I love I that one. <laughs> so those are all of mine. Yeah. But how about you? I think those are all of mine too. Yeah, I don't Awesome. We saw Ladybird and we didn't see any Dale ass. It's coming. I know, I know it's Somebody coming. Somebody did let us know. I you know, they they wrote something on one of our posts, like, I just watched an episode that had Lady Bird and Dale ass, and we were promptly mm-hmm. like, don't tell us which episode. But <laughs> now we know it is coming. So how exciting. I'm super excited now. Now that we know it's going to happen, I can't wait. Uh, but I know. It's going to be so It was not this episode, though. Not this one. Mm-mm. But it's a coming. Uh, so, Amy, mm. for this episode, as far as guest stars go, we do have a pretty big one. Do you Ooh. know who it is? I can't remember the name, but I do know I'm who sure it is. sure you recognize the voice. It's Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, that's right. Huge, Love her. Huge star. God. She's like in, you know, of course, the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, Legally Blonde, but she's also in Best in Show and 
Uh, I'm pretty sure she's in a mighty wind, right? Uh, and oh, she's yeah, she's in all those mockumentaries, and she is absolutely fucking an incredible, incredible comedic actress. Uh, I mean, you know, she's in a million other things too, uh, except mm-hmm. Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> but I <laughs> know <laughs> it was disappointing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's she's huge, and she plays Miss Kremser. God, she's so good. She's such an amazing actress, and just so so funny. And I love all of those mockumentaries with Eugene Levy and Jennifer Coolidge and just all yeah. of them. So good. Yeah. She's amazing. And a total babe. She's such oh, a babe. Oh yeah. She's always been a babe. She I know. was designed that Forever. way. I know. She really was. <laughs> so Amy, would you like to get into listener comments? Yes. Yes, I would. And we have, thank God, another, we're on a good streak. I haven't had to sing that listener comment song in several weeks now but we have another listener comment song submission from a listener oh yes we do so our listener comment song this week was submitted by katie and here Mm. it is listener comments you're listening for the rest of your life oh um wow katie excuse me excuse me Katie. Escusha May. That was beautiful. What a talk about jazzy. Sounds like a 1920s jazz singer. Like, God, love it. I know. I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you, Katie. Seriously, where's your SoundCloud? Drop the link. Yeah. Come send on. us your SoundCloud link. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> and if you want to submit your you. own listener comment song, you could send it to hello at ho yeah pod and just put listener comment song in the subject we love getting them god they've been so good and they're all they've been so different i know just incredible love it that was excellent katie thank you so much so before we get into the actual comments i i uh last episode and also on instagram kind of just asked anyone to submit any awkward coming of age (laughs) stories we do have a few. We have a couple, not a lot. I understand people not wanting to actually tell us. No, but, but especially, <laughs> and, and I, I might, I, I'm hesitant to even use anyone's name because, you know, it's. Well, the first name is fine, I think. Sure. So one story we got on Instagram is, oh, it's Aaron. Oh, underscore, it's Aaron. And Aaron. I'm assuming the name is Aaron. Aaron said, I used to practice making out with the support beam in my basement, LMAO. (laughs) (laughs) I hope to God you didn't get any splinters on your tongue. Jesus. (laughs) I know. And I love that because it reminded me of all the times I used to practice making out. My main thing was uh, I was in middle school. I was really into Leo DiCaprio, he comes up a lot. I was oh. really into Leo in Titanic. And so anytime I took a shower, I would just reenact scenes from Titanic when he and Rose were drowning. Uh, and I would just practice <laughs> making out on my hand. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure I definitely made out with like a bedpost once. <laughs> I mean, there was there was definitely some something that was wood that I made out with. Um, so I totally get that. Yep. <laughs> I love that one. You just want to practice and also you just want to kiss something, you know? Yes. <laughs> so we got another one. We got an email. Did you see that email, Jackie? Yes. Okay. So we get this, we get an email and their, their, their sign off is an awkward vagina owner. <laughs> Relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the subject just says vaginas. And... <laughs> 
what it says is this is my awkward coming of age slash first time watching porn story oh And normally, if it was really, like, graphic, I wouldn't talk about it, but this one's fine. When I was 13, I watched porn for the first time. I hated it. One thing that stuck with me, though, were vaginas. (laughs) Vaginas freaked me the fuck out because I thought mine was fucked up or wrong. Where the fuck is the owner's manual for this thing? (laughs) Needless to say, I discovered all vaginas are different, and I shouldn't expect to have the perfect Barbie vagina commonly represented in porn. Via Condios, an awkward vagina owner. Thank you. Very relatable. Extremely relatable. I mean, come on. Those, you know, you just, you don't, you can't take a designer vagina and think that that's what they all look like because good God, they do not. Oh my God. It, it wasn't <laughs> until I was well into my 20s, I think, that I realized there is no one way for a vagina to look. They all look so, so radically different. And mm-hmm. it was such a relief to know that because, of course, mm-hmm. you just assume that you are different and there's something wrong with you no matter what it is. But especially when it's your vagina, it's just, oh, my God, it's it's terrifying. Right. And, like, if you do watch porn, like, it's it's as close as possible to looking at this vagina and, like, you're just staring at it like, okay, that's not what mine looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I've – what? Oh, my God. That's what it's supposed to be? What? You know, It's just – it's such a mind-blowing thing, and I kind of hate that people, like, who are 13 years old are watching. Like, we, that's the kind of life, like, they see porn like that. Like, really aggressive. I know. Fictionalized porn. Yeah. If we had more, uh, if we had more comprehensive sex education that maybe actually, like, allowed you to understand what- Look at pictures of vaginas yeah, and wieners of- and dip. Di- Dicks. Sorry, yeah. I'm not gonna call them wieners <laughs> <laughs> and peepees <laughs> and poohas. <laughs> Clearly, I'm still not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, if we like, you know, we're able to actually like explore, you know, genitalia more in depth and understand that they're all different and they all do crazy things. That, you know, we kind of get such mm-hmm. a superficial vague education on uh what our body parts do but but they do a lot of different and weird things and they all look different and it's all scary if you don't know anything about it Mm -hmm. you know so I I that's a very relatable email for sure I mean I don't really know I don't I think those were the only two that were willing to actually tell us again understandable yeah (laughs) but I don't know if you got any other ones Jackie that I might have missed uh there was one from a person named Robert and it says coming of Mm -hmm. age story in the subject and it just says I'm not sure if this is what y'all are looking for but it was a learning experience for a much younger me the first time I went down south my leg (laughs) down south though I think going down on a person oh I (laughs) oh my god I'm so sorry (laughs) Uh, what is wrong with me why am I not catching that the first time I went down south my leg immediately started to cramp up intensely I desperately needed to fully extend it but the sheets of the bed were tucked so tight under the mattress I couldn't kick free as hard as I tried I couldn't break free it was a real Seinfeld situation 
I had to abort the mission and head back north. <laughs> Worst of all, I didn't explain what happened. I felt so bad. It was not the first or last time I left someone disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned an important lesson. Always untuck the sheets beforehand. Thanks, Robert. And Oh my god. I love the visual of that because when you tuck your sheets in, I'm a I'm definitely a tucker. Uh, I'm just picturing basically a person in a bag of sheets just like <laughs> just like kicking their way around but uh, you know, essentially trapped. Oh my god. So I feel like a total jackass cuz I had no clue that they meant like going down on someone. <laughs> I didn't. I was so confused by that email. I was just like, "Huh? Okay, what? Okay, I guess. Oh, that's funny that you have to learn to like he his feet. His feet got trapped in the. I was thinking it was the fitted sheet. Like he was accidentally underneath the fitted sheet and was just trying to like get his legs stretched out because it was cramping. But oh my god, what a jackass! <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story that is a really good one that that is so funny that you also didn't tell them like what happened that you were just like oh damn i'm back up yeah, i'm done now <laughs> i'm done i don't want to talk about it yeah and talk about such an awkward <sighs> again if you're my siblings and you're listening i'm not going into detail but you can go ahead and skip forward a little bit but like when someone is going down on you i think like that's built up in movies and stuff is like this really like fun sexual thing but like for someone like me I like everything is happening way down south and meanwhile the top half of me is just like I don't know what to do with my arms and then god forbid <laughs> god forbid you like look down and all you see is just <laughs> all you see is the top half of someone's face and just their eyes staring at you and it looks like I I always compare it to like a marine coming out of the swamp. <laughs> and it's just like I I don't know. Uh, you, I I really have to be comfortable with someone to like fully enjoy that. Definitely. You have to I know, right? You have to be really comfortable. And the thing is is like for me if you look down, like I still can, I can only see the top of their head because I got a big ass gut in the way. So like I'm just like I don't even know if they're still alive down there. Like, <laughs> unless something's moving. Like I'm like are you okay? Like tap tap tap. No. That Follow head. the sound of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making up here. <laughs> Yes, like uh, and, I, and I can only imagine what they're seeing looking up, like me with my eighteen chin. <laughs> it's the least flattering like, angle. <laughs> it's like when you're, you know, laying on your bed and you've got a laptop on your chest, oh. and all of a sudden you can see your reflection in the black. Like that's what they're seeing. Like this horrific, like <laughs> triple chinned face that's just like making these grimace looks. Like I know. <laughs> Just like completely silent, just trying to focus. <laughs> Every once in a while, going ah, just to let him know. Like, I like this. <laughs> so now to the real listener comment, yeah. <laughs> like the other listener comments. We got a lot of people who love that. Yo, Sharice, you stone cold fox. What up? That's Nintari wizard, sharts and crabs. 
Let's see. I know there were some other ones. Uh, Sweet NLO also said that. A lot of people uh, mentioned how, you know, Pink was like, oh, you're using this head as a crutch. And and Bobby says, it's not a crutch, Dad. It's something I've come to rely on to help me through life. I know. I saw that um, from Ron Schaefer and also from uh, Lainey Janie. Two different people. I mean, possibly more. I'm seeing two now. But Maisie underscore C137 and Diet Dr. Kelp noted mm-hmm. that Bobby's lunchbox has a picture of Mrs. Doubtfire on it, which I completely missed. I know. I, did, I had no idea. That's awesome. A lot of people liked when Hank called Luann's teacher a bitch. Yeah. And I have <laughs> a lot of people like that. I have mixed feelings about that because she was being nasty as hell. But I also I just I just don't like people calling women bitches unless they're mm-hmm. they mean it that they're fabulous or something i i think it's i think it's I on its way out i think it's on its way out i also have uh conflicted feelings because clearly if you've ever listened to these episodes i say bitch a lot I yeah, and I do, yeah i don't necessarily mean it in like a derogatory term but it doesn't really matter because it is so you know hearing hank say it i'm like hey shut the fuck up bro yeah uh-uh. no you don't think like she's awful she sucks no doubt but you know don't say that. But I mean, if it were me, I'd probably be like, man, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a huge, you know, I I, I got to get better on that. I definitely Well, do. I think like I I get especially like worked up about it when it's a white straight male referring, I guess, referring to a woman, but using it in any context. I think that's when I'm really just like, ew. Me too. Definitely. I totally agree. I love uh, Katie Creates. It's so funny when Hank goes, well, son, I'm proud of you. Well, I, well, hell, I'm proud of you, son. And Bobby just was just like, hell, I'm proud of you too, dad. And then he just like takes off because he doesn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> JRG comedy. You think Jeff Foxworthy just woke up one morning and took funny pills? Yeah, I love that. And, and um, was that the person that submitted like half a sentence for their listener comments last time? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. If so, you you redeem yourself today, my friend. You do. (laughs) Me, J90 wrote, have y'all ever seen Umbrella Academy? This reminds me of number five and his mannequin head love, which I have seen, I think, the first three episodes of that show. And then uh, shortly after I started watching it, I moved. So I don't know that I've gotten to that part, but I do really like that show. I want to get back into it. It's a good show, Umbrella Academy. Have you ever seen it, Amy? No, no, I haven't. I mean, I'm pretty much if you ever ask me, have I watched a show? I'll say no, because I haven't. <laughs> Except for King of the Hill. Uh, exactly. Um, Nick Kermit said this. <laughs> this was the first King of the <laughs> This was the first King of the Hill episode I saw during the throes of my puberty. It was a confusing time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nick Kermit, are you attracted to inanimate objects because of that episode? Tell us. Let us know. What are you into? What's your kink? (laughs) Just curious. curious. That's all. Ron Schaefer says, also the scene where Hank and Peggy are assessing who is to blame for Bobby's actions and he has the emoji of the frog and the pig where... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hank's like, well, it's your fault for making him watch the Muppets. They got frogs kissing pigs. Of course he's confused. Oh. Which is just a really awfully, like, that's like a, just a joke against, like, any kind of non-heterosexual relationship. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the real Taylor Davis, I originally read that as the real Tay Lord Avis. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I got it right. 
Lord Avis. Lord Avis. The real Tay. Lord Avis. I have a fear of wax dummies, so this episode is a tough one for me. Well, I hope you're doing okay. Our thoughts are with you. Yeah, sorry. That must be pretty hard. Because, I mean, I was I was freaking out last episode with the ants and all the bugs. Like, that was fucking gross. So, I, I'm i sorry. Yeah. You I'm not to, totally cool with you have to wax go through that. dummies either. I don't think I could ever go to one of those uh, wax museums. Yeah, those... Those Madame Tussaud ones, they're so strange. And people are like dry humping these man, like mannequins. No, these wax, they're like, oh, look, it's Jason Momoa. Let me just fucking grind on it. Like, calm down. Seriously. And they don't, <laughs> not they real. all look just si- similar, but a little bit off. I heard that they had to specially reshape George Clooney's ass because people were <laughs> grabbing it so much that they dented it. <laughs> God, people are such fucking animals. There's good yeah, lord. Those, those places freak me out. All I can do is picture what what it's like at night when no one's there and the lights are off, and it freaks me out. Or when they come alive. <gasps> and they fuck. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> oh, gross. Constantly having to like recreate new genitalia on them because yeah. they just burn them off every night. <laughs> God, just picture a wax George Clooney completely bottomless and someone's just crouched down up close just like re-carving out his butt crack (laughs) (laughs) a master sculptor they're just like i've got to reshape his taint because it's (laughs) painting it again with a very small brush making sure they get the realistic like dimpling on it yeah and people are just like Gary, don't worry about it. He's wearing pants. It doesn't have to be perfect. And he's just like, it will be perfect. I am an artist. Yeah. And then he signs his name on it like a Cabbage Patch doll. (laughs) (sighs) I'm done with listener comments. I don't think I have any more. I'm done with them too because I got nothing else. (laughs) Also, I don't have any trivia. I'm sorry, Jackie. How about you? Of course I have trivia. Fuck. All right. I thought we were going to have to, I thought we were going to have to do this shit. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Amy. Mm-hmm. When Luann is studying, uh, uh, you know, she's in the living room and she's practicing doing highlights on Connie and Bobby's <laughs> quizzing her from one of her uh, textbooks. What is the title of the textbook? Oh, come on. <laughs> the Manicurist Manifesto. <laughs> oh, that's a really good guess. I wish it was that. No, no, it's advanced hairstyling theory. Oh, God. Well, at least we can say Luann's in an advanced class. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, good for her. I love that scene, though, when she pulls off the cap and it just ripped out all of Connie's hair. (laughs) All the highlights, yeah. (laughs) I know, it just pulls them all out. Um, Actually, you know what? I do have a trivia question for you. All right. What's my favorite color? (laughs) (gasps) Hold on. Brown. <laughs> it's purple. Oh, that's my favorite color too. Yay! Yay. What it the hell the does color. that have to do with this episode? Nothing. I just wanted to have a trivia question. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> if we, if gotcha. one, if neither one of us has uh, trivia, then we'll just uh, use friendship questions as a backup. 
Deal. Deal. Sounds good. We'll just ruin our friendship not knowing anything about each other. <laughs> <I> know, when- <laughs> god. Don't ask me when your birthday is, my god. I know. <laughs> uh, all right, Amy, do you know what the next episode is? I do. Mm. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay, okay. The next episode, episode 12. Can we say it at the same episode- time? We, we sure can. Okay. The last episode in season one is and a one and a two and a three. How, how to, fire to fire a rifle, rifle without, without really trying. trying. I thought that was the first episode of season two. No. Oh, fuck me. Yep. God damn it. All right. Yeah. Because wanna... We're on to season two. Aren't we on to season two now? Yeah. I think this was the last episode of season one, according to Hulu. I'm going off of Hulu, y'all. Yes. We are following the seasons. Oh my God. I'm such a dumb dumb all right no you're not so (laughs) the next episode is season two episode one Mm -hmm. and a one and And a two two. and a three how to fire a rifle without really trying trying. (laughs) all right (laughs) clear as day so now that you know exactly what it is that is the next one and don't forget we are going to be interviewing wes archer on the 18th Oh no, this is way. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to come out after we will that. We have already interviewed him, so wish us luck in the past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully it's good. If not, we're just going to delete the whole series. Everything's going to be gone. We're going to lay waste to it all. Uh, yes. And we have our Patreon. We've actually got a few. And we got we got three to add. And Jackie, I know that there's one that you're going to want to do special. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to do the first two, and then you can do your special one. How about that? Sounds great. Jacqueline K. What's up? Hello. Hey. Cool name. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. Hey, look. That's your name. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. And Laura R. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited. We cannot wait to do the live podcast. That is going to be so much fun. I know. And then our third uh, new Patreon listener is Samantha R, who is my sister. I can't believe how freaking supportive my family. They're so, so kind. Thank you, Samantha. Like uh, you may remember a couple episodes ago, I gave a shout out to Billy W. Um, Well, he's my future brother-in-law and he's marrying my current not future sister samantha so congratulations to them (laughs) that's so sweet my bum ass siblings haven't done shit they haven't bought anything they haven't provided me with anything except for actually like just living expenses so (laughs) (laughs) so actually i'm sorry i'm sorry you guys don't have to do anything they're not listening it's fine So thank you so much for joining our Patreon. Again, we had so much fun with the live watch party, and I cannot wait for the live podcast. I don't know. Maybe we're going to do a dance, a choreographed routine. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just get, like, really drunk. Maybe we won't. You know what? Who knows? We're going to have a really good time with this live podcast. And I just can't freaking wait. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, maybe we could even, like, do each other's makeup blindfolded. I don't know. That's a. Oh wait, that would be. We're gonna be. We, far we won't away be in person. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Nope. I know. I'm trying to. I'm gonna try and convince you with this trip to move down here. So just so you know. I know that would be wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for joining me on this journey of going through our childhood and adult sexual experiences. 
<laughs> yes. Thank you for mm. uh, having me. And thank you to everyone for <laughs> coming with us on this scary, scary journey. <laughs> this awkward, of creepy, weird. Awakening. Yes. <laughs> Please, FBI, leave us alone. Promise we're not weird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah. And until next time, listeners. Via Condios. Yeah. <laughs>